The Haunting at Canticle The December mist shrouded the city and its environs as the midnight hour descended. Without fail, the torches were lit at the grave of Hannah. From a window at the nearby Canticle Inn, a pair of eyes gazed at the tombstone that read, Herein lies Lady Joanna Westminster, her mystery unsolved. Canticle Inn was once a thriving hostel that gave respite to weary pilgrims and crusading knights. A converted mansion, the lady ran it as a memorial to her husband, slain by the infidels in the Holy Land. The years have worn the façade to a point of disarray. When Hannah died, the inn died with her. The circumstances of her death remain a mystery. All evidence perished in the fire that gutted the inn. Since rebuilt, it has been the home to sightings and haunting. The eyes that peered through the window were Sir Byron's. He had given his life to the downtrodden and along with it the modest inheritance from his father's once immense wealth. He had no choice but to accept the charity of former servants who now ran the inn. He was a mere lad when he was thrust in the care of others after being orphaned. Sixty years later, he is now thrust in the middle of a supernatural phenomenon that had no relation to him, or so he thought. Since it was his first night at the inn, he felt restless. While the charity was much appreciated, he felt it was not deserved. His chamber was at the end of a long hallway. Peering through the keyhole of the massive doors, he espied a cassocked figure just as it turned a corner. The days passed into weeks. Each time he saw the monk, he was always turning a corner. When he initially inquired about the monk, the innkeepers denied having one as a guest. He thought it strange that someone he sees frequently and always in the dead of night seemed to not exist. He thought it strange as well that the torches at the graveyard were automatically lit in the presence of no man, as far as he had observed. The strangeness even pervaded his chamber, as if he was being watched as he slept. Age, old age, he thought, and quickly dismissed his speculations. It was past midnight on a starless night when he decided to follow the elusive figure. It turned several corners along winding corridors that led to a bank staircase and vanished. My eyes are gone, he murmured to himself. He turned to go back but heard footsteps, clearly not his. He hesitatingly took quiet steps down the widening staircase that led to the cellar. He felt the sensation of heat and saw from behind the slightly ajar door what seemed to be a thousand torches in the cellar. Yet when he pushed the door open it was dark. He did not venture any farther. The haunting had been going on for years after the inn was rebuilt. There were whispers of sightings by guests and workers. The mystery of Lady Hannah's death, while ruled death by natural means, seemed to always play in the haunting. The lady and the inn had become a legend. There was a monk who was a lady's confidant and a soothsayer who purported to know the future. He had revealed to the lady the impending death of her husband. It is said that she died of melancholy, awaiting for her husband's return that never was. Sir Byron was awakened by a slight breeze that blew his night candle. He heard voices outside his chamber. He quickly peered through the keyhole but found no one there. He followed the voices as they appeared to descend down the back staircase. This time he rushed straight down 
to the cellar. The fire had engulfed part of the cellar. Beyond the flames and in front of an old chest was a back figure, almost like a shadow. It seemed to be guarding the chest. The flames prevented Sir Byron from reaching it. Again and again he tried, but the flames only grew higher. He then heard a soft voice coming from elsewhere in the cellar. It seemed to ask for forgiveness. Perplexed, he turned around and found a piece of parchment on the floor. Forgive me, my friend, that my avarice had taken your life. The chatter of newly arrived guests greeted Sir Byron the next morn. The events of the previous night were still vivid in his mind. Was it a dream? He hurried down to the cellar and found everything in order. There was no evidence of a fire. He went directly to the chest that figured prominently in the events of the night. He carefully opened the chest. It had Lady Hannah's possessions, jewelry, money, land titles, and curiously, a letter to her brother, Lord of Wellesley. Sir Byron Wellesley was stunned. And so the legend lives, but the haunting had ceased.